You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 42, recorded October 12th, 2019. We are covering the Chronicon Part 2. I am your host for this evening, Elemist. And this is Mrs. Hyven, and the headset I'm using today smells like Hyven, and that makes me sad. <laughs> I miss Hyven, you guys. There's no Hyven. Uh, In case you didn't all, know, Hyven comes after Elemist. He's in Alaska. We all miss Hyven. He sends mm-hmm. his love. Anywho, we've got some star replacements tonight. First up, the pretty girl. Hi, this is Orchid. I'm back. So sorry. Second up, and yeah, I'm not hosting, but I'm introducing because I do what I want. And Elmist amuses me. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've got GFD Sith, also affectionately known as Goldfish. I'm back! we we took some of our favorite people to make us feel better about life um well orchid actually was originally supposed to be on this and then i am sad so i made goldfish come on this because as we've discussed before he's my cousin and i love him greatly and i need support it's it's been a rough week y'all and i got another one to go but it's gonna be okay it'll be okay yeah hey i'm here if you need me and I've already taken you up on that. <laughs> I know. I was like in a full-fledged panic attack, like acting like a crazy last night on my way home. And I called him. And I think maybe he got to say two words. Maybe. I just talked for like 10 minutes straight. That's how our phone calls go too, though. So it's not just you. <laughs> I, I think I said, hey there. <laughs> that might have been about <laughs> that it. That was it. Might have been it. <laughs> but yeah so anyways no hyven tonight you guys which means this thing's gonna be off the rails and all of the rambles will be not topic specific because at least when hyven's here our rambles are topic specific well Sometimes. like chronicon the last half of chronicon is funny enough that i think our rambles will be Oh, good. Well, and I specifically brought Goldfish on here because he's a pretty no-nonsense kind of guy. So he's going to keep us in line. Hopefully. <laughs> yep. Well, let's get and, in, guys. And on that note, uh, podcast news. We encourage feedback wherever you can find us. That's, you know, on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore. You can email me at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. Or leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. Uh, we are also a part of the Lord Network. That URL is thelordnetwork.com. And there's plenty of amazing lore content creators on there. Uh, Guys, also podcast news. I got birthstone rings this week with Callie and Kona's birthstone. It's not really podcast news, but Hyven's not here. Hashtag, Hyven's not here, doing what I want. <laughs> okay. You can, you can continue. You. Uh, stuff you may have missed in Destiny. So, Garden of Salvation came out, and 
the world's first team was not a streamer. Like, there wasn't a streamer on there. What? I don't want to say yay, but I'm kind of yay about that. That streamers don't just control. Like, right? <laughs> I like to know that us, that us normals out there can um, accomplish things as grand as world first. Oh, they were speedrunners, right. so they aren't exactly normals. They're like, look, brutal, look, but I'm look. so glad that they did it. Yeah. Well, and you know, like, because even for like first day completion, when it comes to like normals, I'm like, okay, how many of us are actually going to get that done? And by us, I actually don't include myself in that statement because I've literally never done a raid once. Um, going to throw that out there before somebody says I'm a poser because I will call myself out when I'm one. No shame. Um, but you know what I mean? You know, you know, it's nice. Makes us feel like maybe we can accomplish something, too. And again, by we, I mean literally anyone else, because I don't raid. I know that my fire team was able to get through the first encounter. And, like, just that feat alone made us feel amazing. Because I think it's also just, like, fun to be part of the camaraderie of day one. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it was extremely fun. Um, but, like, we're all kept at certain levels for certain encounters, and that alone like we're under leveled at that point and it like there's all these things that are going against you and the fact that we were able to defeat you know one encounter was just it was great uh the second team who got world's uh, second (laughs) yeah the team that got world second uh they were actually on xbox so it wasn't like pc master race oh that makes me so thrilled (laughs) Kona's not happy about it Kona's team the sad PC. thing is, the sad thing is, they lost World's First by two minutes. Oh. oh. Wow. If they had a PC, maybe they wouldn't have. Those faster frame rates, you know. Kona, look, I know you're team PC, but shut up. God, I'm already <laughs> vouching for you over here. God, like I'm on her team. She's acting like I'm not. Ugh, God. But yeah, I'm just saying, if they had a PC. You know, maybe they would have gotten Worlds first with those faster frame rates. Probably. That Xbox nonsense really slowed them down. Guys. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Whew. I thought you were missing something important in the next week. No. Um, of that. We are missing something next week. Well, I'm not. Next mm. week is super. Next week is next... Iron Banana. Yep. I almost, I, I don't know why, but my eyes skipped right over it. And I was like, excuse me, how do we not have the first iron banana of the uh, season up? We do. It's next week. <laughs> Ivan didn't realize this and did not take an Xbox with him and is pretty bummed about it. And is seriously considering buying some sort of gaming PC from Amazon to have shipped to him specifically to play in the reset. Hmm. And I kind of told him, like, you do you, boo. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, if he does, you know, he can gift things. Well, no, no, no. That would that would then be mine. Then I would that play works. on it. That works. Yeah. So, in your face. <laughs> Another reason why you do you, boo. <laughs> um, and for a good portion of us, we received our Grimoire Anthology Volume 2 today. Yay! Ivan's book came in today. I didn't open the box because, well, I'd like to stay married. 
Mm-hmm. Mine's <laughs> in my mailbox right now, safe and sound, outside in the cold. But it's locked, so no one can steal it. So it's safe. You can okay. you can bring it into the warmth a little later. Yeah, Give a little, little love and attention. I'm under my warm table right now. I don't want to go outside. It's cold out there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of this kind of table that you were discussing on Twitter today. And I looked up pictures, and I'm a little confused. A katatsu. Katatsus yeah. are great. They're like tables that you sit at, and the tabletop can be removed. And you put a blanket on there, and then you put the tabletop back on, and there's a heater that's, like, built in underneath the table. Okay, so that's where the blackness is. Because I was like, I don't know how warm that would be, but the heater changes things. But then on the flip side of that, I feel like I need some kind of back still. Like, if I'm not sitting crisscross applesauce and I'm sitting legs out. I sit with my legs out, but my back is, like, against the couch a lot of times. Oh, well, if your legs are, if your back's against the couch, then that's probably pretty chill. I'm also, like, sitting on, like, a floor pillow. So Mm. I'm just, like, So you're, like, doing it nice. Doing it. I'm doing it. It's super nice. But I have to put my computer on a book. So, because the tabletop gets hot after a while. Makes sense. sense. And my computer is hot. (laughs) Mrs. Hyven, do you have anything for your corner this weekend? No, I plan to take up all of my corner time and other various ramblings and sayings throughout the night. <laughs> I'm honest. I'm Hashtag Hyven's not here doing what I want. <laughs> We're going to get that trending. I'm going to trend it right now. Let me put it right. on. Oh. It's about to be one at work. It's hot takes from this week. It's my hot take. This is a mid-recording hot take. Oof. Just giving uh, them the it- Extra Did we have any early. listener Q&A this week? Honestly, I've been really bad sad sack this week. To all of our listeners who may have reached out, I think Orchid and Elemis have been responding to everybody for the most part. I've tried to do a little bit, but um, keep please keep in mind that right now I am not myself because, honestly, my other half is gone and my soul is a little shattered. And I'm being super dramatic, and I don't care. Hyman's um, gonna listen back to this and be like, "Oh my god, shut up!" But um, let me just look real quick. I I really don't think there's been anything too crazy, uh, or anything in particular to to reply to. Um, if there has been, somebody please scream at me. Um, there was a really interesting conversation about. Anything's a meal if you put your mind to it, but that was not a question. (laughs) Right. It's just you're talking about cheese again. Cheese is definitely a meal. Um. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, somebody asked us about like our favorite strikes, but I think a lot of people answered that. Oh, that was Orchid. God, I'm so bad. You're really bad at this. So, (laughs) to answer your question, Orchid, because I didn't tweet back. And I think I think Elemis did, and even some of our followers did. Yeah. I had never played D1, so that's out. And as far as D2 goes, the only strike I've played is the one that you had to do in the newest season for the story mission. Mm-hmm. So, Garbage. by default, that is my favorite. Do you liked it, though? Do you like the whole, like, story plus the music plus the, the terrifying ghosts? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the look Straight on her up, face. Like, no. No. <laughs> the whole time with those ghosts, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, they're everywhere. And I was just, like, convinced at any moment they were all just going to, like, swoop down and murder me. 
So, yeah. There's the answer to the uh, one listener Q&A this week who also happens to be co-host Q&A this week. And like I said, I will now um, I will now end my my comments and reserve the rest of my time in rebuttal to other discussions <laughs> later. You've been in hardcore work mode, haven't you? <laughs> you want to know what's so sad is the only reason I know that is from, from watching on the basis of sex. Like, I don't even go to court. I only know that because, like, RBG said it in that movie. Actually, no. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe it was her husband. I don't know. That's a dynamic duo if I ever did see one. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. So Hashtag doing what I want. Ivan's not here. <laughs> That's the wrong pun. You know what I mean. Brief intro to the topic. These are written by Scion Scribes for Callus. Uh, each entry is going to be listed with a Roman numeral. But because of that, and because not everybody understands Roman numerals, myself included, um, we're going to be saying what the actual entry is, what the Roman numeral means. Uh, these are all obtained by performing certain feats in the menagerie. And this is part two, obviously. So part one is episode 41. If you're starting here, go back. Turn to or side don't. B. I mean, that's really confusing. But I guess it's your choice. It's a bad choice. But it's yours to make. But no, you're wrong. And I'm disappointed in you. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and on that note, uh, Lord Book Readings. We want to jump right into it. We're going to be reading DCCCVII, also known to the rest of us who are not from ancient Rome, 807. More specifically, 807, actually, because 807 would be written differently. <laughs> Anyways, it says DCCC, I think that's 3VII, comma, forthcoming, period, recorded by Scribe Shagak. On the day the hero of the Guardian tribe became the shadow of Earth, the great emperor ordered a magnificent banquet to celebrate. The finest royal wine was served to all, along with a great feast of delicacies from both Toro Bottle and from Earth. The evening began with a light first course and play put on by the Leviathan's performance troupe, which retold a fictionalized account of Gaul's defeat. The shadow of Earth sat at Callus's right during the performance and loudly applauded the finale of the show, where the player portraying Gaul, Torchakal, was killed in a great blaze of fire and light. After the performance, while the troupe removed the body of Torchakal from the stage, a second course was served, and the Emperor's Master of Rhyme recited a poem in honor of the Shadow of Shadows, praising their accomplishments and virtues, and the virtues of the great emperor that allowed him to choose them so rightly. A third course was served while the emperor's psionic dancers performed a celebratory ribbon dance. After the third course was finished and everyone had applauded, the emperor rose to deliver a speech. This is a great day for the Cabal Empire, for Earth and for you, my dear friend. Today, 
earth cast a shadow. Do you know how long I have waited for you? Of course you do. We are connected, you and I, by a feeling, a thirst. A thirst for pleasure, mastery, and triumph. For life. And now that we are together, we will spread the great and terrible news. We will remind all beings nothing else exists aside from this moment. And so one must strive to live in a state of rapture, to minimize pain, to maximize delight, to let go of the ideologies that tie us down. You represent the dawning of a new era, the last era before the end. I will have you at my side as this petty world meets death. There's a footnote here with a third course was served. Footnote reads, the scribe employed at this future date shall please provide additional details here as to the number of courses at the banquet and their contents. Delete this footnote upon the actualization of this history. So this is the first, um, reading after the great love letter that we had at the end of the last episode and as far as entries go this is like actually fairly consistent with historical entries that it's telling you know what what happened at this feast like decided maybe what um was eaten here which they i guess will enter later at a future date because I guess it matters how many entries there were. And um, this is just like a listing of the celebrations. I don't know. It seems important, but I'm not impressed. Almost. No. So like this hasn't even actually happened. Well, yeah. That's and, and that's and that's the beautiful thing. Like it, it literally says delete this footnote upon the actualization of this history. Well, so yeah. they're yeah, so they're writing any shows yet. So they're writing fan fiction about what's going to happen. Well, yeah, this entire I thought we established in the last episode that everything from here on was all fan fiction. Well, just the in case for the people who made the bad choice. I'm, I'm just reminding <laughs> for those who are just wrong. But I'd also like to point out, I just find this odd. The very end there, death is capitalized. I just always find it odd when uh, certain words are made to be proper pronouns that normally are not. Well, and especially since Bungie doesn't do that accidentally. Willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like somebody accidentally just had their finger on the shift key that day. Right. So that could be referring to what Callus actually saw at the edge. Yeah, you could think that whatever at the end is, is kind of like a final entity or being, not necessarily the final death of all. Oh. Right. Wouldn't that be a cut scene? That's all I got. Any final thoughts? Actually, it's not true. I have one. I have a thought, too. You go. go. Oh, me? Me go? Okay. Um, Who in the hive was, like, considered the death bringer? That was just like I know we've like seen death capitalized, but not in relation to like the darkness before. But I can't remember where. 
Well, and and we have certain lines from Callus during the menagerie where he talks about how the hive are just not impressive. My side note is just how funny I find it at the thought of like thinking about our guardian being at this dinner and like applauding this like fake death of Cal- like this thing like I'm a little mad at Callus because how dare he think that I would want to just sit there and watch some theatrical performance of a you know like portrayal of Gaul's defeat like a fictionalized retelling of it like no how many guardians died when he took our light like how many of our friends were gone like freaking read evil Levante's story and you will like how dare you sir put on a play about this like so so the reason he's doing the play is because it was us who defeated Gaul. And this is him buttering us up. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sorry, you have found the wrong way to my heart, sir. This will never be actualized because the second that play starts, I'm out. We're not getting to the third course. There will be no third course. So I can tell you how many courses there are going to be right now, even if I were to grace this nonsense with my presence. The second those things happen, I'm out. I'm offended. Like, I'm sorry, you read Evil Levante's story, and, and this is not something oh, yeah. to have a fictionalized play about. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's just, just, no. Just realizing how mad I am about it. See, I think my guardian would be super into it. <laughs> you get, like, a play put on about yourself, and, like, extravagant food and tableware, and there's, like, ribbon dancers and like plays about how awesome you are like I'm kind of into that I just I don't think so man I mean think about all the the class types of guardians you've got titans who like would not want any kind of frilly play like that's not a thing hunters who are known loners who aren't gonna want to like those are the introverts of the destiny world those are the we don't leave our house of the destiny world those are the hivens of the destiny world sorry to all (laughs) hunters that are listening to this (laughs) i'm not saying them personally i'm saying hunter subclass in general hyven's not a hunter well i mean he kind of is now but he mains a titan no i'm not saying the the person who plays the hunter i'm saying the hunter subclass they are the loner type yeah Um, the actual hunter class yeah like titans are like punch stuff Hunters are loners and warlocks are thinkers. And that is where I land with warlocks. Warlocks, I'm sorry, they take themselves far too seriously for this nonsense. I don't know. Some warlocks just like frilly cakes and frilly drapes because that's what they wear. No. My warlock would be outraged. I have better (laughs) things to be doing than this. And, And I know my titan wouldn't enjoy this at all. Simply because he is a protector, and this is like it, it's. Let me let me put it this way: it's like Dwight Schrute from The Office when he pepper sprays Roy in the eyes because Roy's about to beat up Jim Halpert, and Jim tries to give him a gift of thanks, and Dwight says he's not a hero. He's not going to accept these gifts. Exactly. That's, that's my guardian. All 
also, like, I've got other people to go beat up. Like, I just don't have time for this. We are at war with, like, multiple civilizations. You think I have, like, pack me a doggy bag to go with some cake. I'll take that. But, like, that's all I got time for. We're <laughs> at war with everyone. Let's be honest. I don't have time um, for right. your play. Can I point out that whether we wanted it or not, we've stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars? Yeah, so now we need to reenact it in a play. So we took out their <laughs> command, one by one. Palace yeah. to rock. <laughs> I'm not going to continue that. We shouldn't move on. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm reading the no, next okay. That was a, that was my own ramble. Look, but my ramble was Lord card-based, all right? So, Hyven, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> NCXII, or 1,112, forthcoming. Recorded by Scribe Shagak. Spake the great emperor to his shadow of shadows. Go forth and gather a new army of shadows. Choose only the most beautiful, the most devoted, the most joyful, the most skilled. I know you will find them, for you look at this world as I do. We see beyond the tethers of impermanent existence. All of our vows, our wishes, and our loyalties will someday be reduced to a nothingness so vast you cannot imagine it. This system is plagued by petty grasping. Humanity wages a pointless war against its enemies. Mara Sov keeps her people in an endless struggle against fate. The Elixni strive for a lost age far out of their reach. Expose their pointless attachments, my shadow, and in doing so, free them. On this day, the great Emperor Callus, bringer of joy, champion of cheer announces the long-anticipated formation of his new army of shadows. The shadow of Earth, having set out on a quest at the behest of the Emperor, began by scattering the remaining Elixni houses in search of new recruits. There were few promising contenders among the factions, so that the shadow ended nearly all interactions with a merciful show of violence to save these creatures the shame of meeting the end of times in such a sorry state. One promising upstart stood out within the Elixni tribe, called by his allies as Mithrax, the Light Kel, whom the Shadow of Earth promptly took on as a protege. Together, the Shadow and Mithrax eliminated the Elixni, who remained loyal to their pathetic houses. Secondly, the Shadow of Earth approached the Awoken Queen, Mara Sav, who styled herself Shipbreaker, to offer her the same mercy shown to the Elixni. As anticipated by both the Emperor and his shadow, Marasov rejected the offer of peace, and so the Shadow of Earth killed her on her throne. After the unceremonious death of her queen, the former queen's wrath, Petra Venge, joined with the Shadow of Earth and swore fealty to Emperor Callus and his great purpose. Together, Petra Venge and the Shadow eliminated any remaining awoken loyalists. We welcome these new shadows to our noble quest. They have dropped the pretenses of their former lives, abandoning their pointless fixations and allegiances, and for this, we celebrate them. Hmm. So this is all just speculation, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, a lot of this is all chaos is, like, full of himself kind of thing going on right here. When he says jump, we'll say how high. Yeah. Like, I highly doubt 
Petrovenge, which is my bae, would join <laughs> up with Callus. Like, that's a... She's loyal to her queen, and the queen's already dead anyway. Allegedly. <laughs> you can't say that word anymore. Can too. It's a dirty word now. No, it's not. <laughs> um... I don't think you can say allegedly anywhere, though, actually, for the queen. I mean, we have solid confirmation that she's not. Like, we do. Our guardian does. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even an allegedly anywhere. That's that's confirmed. Well, it's confirmed for us. Other guardians don't know she's alive. Yeah, but, I mean, it's confirmed at least enough for us to well, not have to say allegedly on our podcast. To Also, I would like to further confirm that... Um, you guys heard it here first, Goldfish and Petrovenge. That's Bay. Um, and don't forget from last week that Elemist and Hyven, that's Bay. I just I just wanted to follow up. We still haven't had that conversation, E, but we are gonna have that conversation later. Like I said, don't 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 take it too much to heart. Hyven has a lot of bays like that. Going back to the card. <laughs> I'm tweeting Hyven right now, by the way. Dude. <laughs> To save the argument here, it does say, um, as anticipated by both the Emperor and his shadow, Marasov rejected the offer of peace, and so the shadow of Earth killed her on her throne. Meaning that Callus knows she's alive. Well, meaning that Petra... Like, I, I can see where Callus is like, oh, well, if Petra doesn't have a queen anymore, then yeah, she'll join us. But... Knowing Petra the way we do, for one thing, we wouldn't get close enough to kill the queen because Petra's a bad A. <laughs> and two, if we happen to actually do kill her in the name of Callus, Petra's killing she's us. Not gonna, she's not going to join the person who had her queen killed. Like, she is the most loyal person to Mara. Aside from, you know, Aldrin. Yeah. Ugh, little B. But no, I need to back it up, actually, because what that just told me is that Callus knows Mara is alive. To know that he needs to kill her means he knows that she is alive. And so do a lot of the other Cabal. <laughs> but how? How do they know it if most Guardians don't know it? That's actually a really good question. That's right. I feel like, guys, like, I feel like I just stumbled on something here that's actually a really legitimate question that's actually adding substance. I kind of feel like they would have used the Oxen machine to actually see a future. Um, and that's what they would have, like, Callus would have understood <laughs> that she was alive because of that. I don't know what machine you're talking about. So for, um, those people following us who are at about the same understanding level as me, which might not be a ton, but for that handful of us, please further explain. So the Oxa machine is, it's a device that allows the Scions to peer into a future. Not necessarily the future, but a potential future. It's um, kind of like how Osiris can see a bunch of futures, or like the Vex can see a bunch of futures. Yes. And well, so really it's like confusing. the same kind of thing. It's like Vex adjacent. Are the Scions kind of like Palace's Tech Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And but even still, thing. so you're telling me, like, they're looking into a future where she's not dead. But, like, I don't know. Then I think you could just make the argument where they just saw a timeline where she never died. So I don't even know if that would be accurate enough to even need to depict in these fake leavings of writing. I feel like yeah. he has some kind of insight to know. Like, to make it a point to write it down, I feel like there's some sort of insight that he has that we're not, like, aware of. That, or... I'm wondering if if Petra actually kept the Queen's, you know, status as alive or not um, to herself. (laughs) Because if she actually told the Awoken and one of the cabal happened to hear it or happened to, to intercept a signal where, you know, they're actually telling that the queen is alive. I mean, is that, that like a known thing? Well. Like that the cabal intercept awoken signals though? Is this like common? The cabal like intercept everybody's signals. Okay. Then I accept this potential reasoning for the moment until new information comes to light. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out, we get a call out to our buddy Mithrax. Love Mithrax. Who's Mithrax? So Mithrax and our guardian actually have quite the history. Is Mithrax like our guardian's bay? He was a captain of the House of Dusk. Like he, we came across him in D1. Did we? Did we? I thought we did. Because I know he's the captain at the very end of the Rat King quest. Because yeah. we come and, across him in Rat, Queen, Rat King. Right. And then you either get to choose to kill him and the knight, or you get to let him leave. Um, personally, I chose to let him leave. And um. canonically, he left. Which is why he's actually being called out now. Um, but Mithrax is an ally to the Awoken. He's an ally to Guardians. And in fact, he has two Guardian teammates. Um, he is actually part of a three-person fire team. And we end up doing a mission for him that's kind of a test, which is um, the zero-hour mission. So all of that has come into play at this point the light of kel i actually didn't realize that he had a title isn't kel somebody uh kel is a title it's usually the uh, one of the three highest positions in a house um one position is the prime servitor which it's a machine so it just kind of it's a servitor really a position uh but then there's the kel and the archon priest the Kel is the overall leader, but the Archon Priest controls the ether flow from the, the Prime Servitor, and the ether is their sustenance. Right. Why does everybody act like there's such an... Is there an ether shortage? Because we're all, like, fighting over ether a lot. We've killed a lot of Servitors. And Servitors create ether? Yep. Okay. I thought they collected ether. Do they make ether? No. Sorry, not to you. To Cal. I don't know if they <laughs> I don't know if they actually have 
I don't know if, if we understand the process. All we know is that servitors give, you know, generate ether somehow and give it to Felixney. I love Felixney. They have so many arms for the best kind of hugs. I endeavor to hug every Felixney I come across. So I think that's like a solid, or as solid as we're going to get, like thought process on this card. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've all discussed, it's basically nonsense for so many reasons. But I love, I just, I'm so baffled by Callus really thinking that we're just like, yes, master, sure, master, can you go kill Marasov, master? Like, right. I, like, God, someone thinks so highly of themselves. Well, I'm like, I'm a human titan, but Mara's my queen. I'm a Woken. I'm a Woken, I'm a, too. I'm a Woken female, and, like, mm. game respects game. Yeah. Also, so, you're going to have to fight through Shacks to get to Mara. Right? Like, there's no fighting through Shacks. Like, Yes. And if I kill Mara, how is Shirado supposed to come back and finalize their love story that I want so badly? Yeah. Right. So, sorry, Shax, you're just a placeholder. <gasps> how dare you? He never takes the helmet off. That's because she doesn't want him to. It, shut up. It gives the illusion that Shirado is under there. I'll be reading MCXVII, which is 1117. It's called Forthcoming, recorded by Scribe Exult. The Shadow of Earth, having found a small but formidable team of allies in the shadows of the Elixni and of the Awoken, professed to the Emperor that, in order to move forward with their quest to usher in the end of the world, the new shadows must reclaim some of the lost knowledge of the Empire's Anathaeum worlds. The Emperor rightly agreed and approved the excursion. What follows is an account of the reclamation of the Anathaeum world X. The shadows of Earth, of the Elixti, and of the Awoken arrived on the ice planet that held Emperor Callus's Anathaeum world X, the name of which has been lost to time. This planet, being a repository for precious ancient knowledge collected by the Emperor, was chosen for its hostile environment, which served as a built-in defense system for intruders and thieves. En route to the planet's inner sanctum, where the Anathaeum world's knowledge was kept, the shadows were stalked by an undocumented species of indigenous wildlife whose nat- natural cap- capabilities as a predator proved unexpectedly debilitating to the companion soul of the shadow of Earth. The shadow, being symbiotically reliant on its companion soul, was thus weakened and the trio was forced to bivouac in place beneath a great monolith as a storm fell upon them. The creatures, who so far had lurked at the edges of the party's vision, crept closer under cover of the storm, which grew yet ever stronger, and executed a stealth attack. Thus began a bloody battle, wherein the three shadows fought back half a dozen creatures with modest success, and wherein the shadow of the elixir fell in combat. Said the shadow of of Earth, of this sacrifice later, he knew the stakes of our mission and gladly offered his life to help us complete it. This is a sacrifice we shadows are willing to make. It was then that the shadows of Earth and of the Awoken 
were able to access the inner sanctum, revealing hundreds of years of lost knowledge, which was reclaimed for the great Emperor Callus and his loyalists. Footnote reads, the scribe employed at this future date shall include additional detail here when the lost secrets of this and other Anathem worlds are recovered. Delete this footnote upon the actualization of this history. Poor Mithrax. Mithrax goes down in, in fight, or in this fight, and uh, yeah, our guardian is just like, he knew the stakes, and gladly offered his life to help us finish the mission. Yeah. And, and like, this is just proving how cold Callus thinks that we are. Right? Again, or, he's cold, the kind of guy who thinks we're going to sit there and watch a play. About a time when a bunch of our friends died. Well, and like this especially, like I wouldn't, I would do anything in my power <clears throat> to stop Mithrax from dying. Um, but that aside, I like how it, before this, back when the Taken King came out, we learned that the Cabal don't exactly have a word for ghost. So whenever they referred to it, it was dead person. Oh, really? I missed that. So <laughs> here they actually have some kind of word for it, and they're calling it companion soul. Uh, I don't really have anything else. I mean, this was a very short and very straightforward entry. Mm-hmm. Um, Orchid. Um, I like how in the last episode we talked about Callus's Anthonaeum worlds, and it's finally. We finally started talking about it again. And I like how they put the Anthenaeum worlds on planets that are difficult to get to and super hostile because they really want to protect that knowledge. So it shows the old, like the previous cabal before um, Gaul kind of took them over and warped them like really held knowledge and information in like very high esteem because they're protecting their most important thing and their greatest vaults, which is these Anthenaeum worlds. And I kind of like that. Like, even though they were all about, you know, like jubilation and everything is gold and trashy looking and, you know. And feasts and cheers. And feasts and, and yeah, but they, they really have this, this deeper, I don't know, this, this like deeper, it adds some depth to the cabal. It's, it, they have this deeper culture that we don't recognize, really, because all we do is just, like, blap them in the face with whatever we're using. But the cabal, at one time as a people, had, you know, great cities full of knowledge, entire worlds that they protected that had all of this knowledge that was collected by the emperor. And I think that's really fascinating. We don't give them enough credit. I can agree. That was all I had. And again... This is an entry that hasn't happened yet. All right. Oh, uh, one last thing that I actually wanted to cover, and I probably should have covered it with the last card, but the card that Orchid read was 1,112, and before that, it was entry 807. That's a whole 300-entry discrepancy. Yeah. And I will be reading... MCXX, or 1,120. Entry forthcoming. Recorded by Scribe Shagak. 
It came to pass that, after gathering their army of shadows, rebuilding their fleet, and making a more permanent home of the soul system, the great Emperor Callus and his shadow received messages from the vanguard of Earth and the war machine Rasputin. These messages read, Remove your forces from our planets and moons, or we will respond with deadly force. But Emperor Callus had seen death at the edge of the universe and was not afraid, for these figureheads and their war machine were not death. The Emperor Callus, in his wisdom and mercy, permitted his shadow of Earth to sit down to negotiations with the Earth vanguard. Although the shadow of Earth spoke of the Emperor and his knowledge of the coming end, the Earth vanguard were so attached to their worldly struggles that they could not hear. They declared war. The shadow of Earth rose with such a suppressed fury that neither the Emperor nor his advisors had ever seen before. Shuddering with rage, the shadow of Earth spake thus, Who do you think I am? Without me, you have only a dwindling army of ambivalent soldiers. I am the young wolf. I killed the Taken King. I defeated Gaul. I roused the Traveler. I silenced the Moon. I stopped the invasion. I broke the curse. I broke the houses. I killed the Queen. I am the Shadow of Earth. In the following silence, the Shadow of Earth continued gravely. The end is coming. Consider you and your people warned. As a courtesy, the vanguard of Earth were permitted to leave the Leviathan unharmed, and the Shadow of Earth gathered the Loyalist forces. After the reclamation of the Athenaeum World X, which held in it the secrets of one of the most advanced predators in the system, the Aphelion, which had the power to devastate whole worlds in the blink of an eye. The Shadow was able to use this lost knowledge to rebuild the Loyalist fleet stronger and more magnificent than ever. With the renewed ships of the Loyalist fleet, the Shadow of Earth led an attack on the War Machine's seat of power, the region of Hellas Basin, on the planet Mars. The battle was much less a war than a single, unmatched attack that left the War Machine Rasputin in cinders. It was at this point that the vanguard of Earth surrendered and begged for mercy, a request which was denied by the Shadow of Earth. I'm not going to need the scribes to chill. Like, I was about to say our guardian, but, like, no, because we didn't do this. Right. Like, yeah, maybe I did do all of those things, but I am, I am not that arrogant about it. Like, oh, my God. Also, is that I silenced the moon? That poor shadow. That's a good point. They foreshadowed Shadowkeep. Right? And then, but then it goes on to say, I stopped the invasion. I broke the curse. What is coming next? Orchid? This is my favorite entry in the entire lore book. Because everything is kind of in order of what we've done, like, through all of Destiny 1 and 2. And 
so Young Wolf because of um, Rise of Iron, and that was like a really nice callback. Uh, we killed the Taken King. We defeated Gaul. Um, we woke the Traveler up. Um, the moon is currently haunted, and we're probably going to make it not be haunted anymore. There's probably going to be invasion, like the Vex are invading. We're probably going to stop that soon. Uh, there's a curse in the Dreaming City. We're going to break that eventually. Like, maybe we're going to have some sort of, like, freaking, um, like, Alexney breaking the houses again, even though we kind of already did that. Um, maybe Marasov is going to come back and she's going to be super evil because she's allied herself with the darkness and became, like, the darkness's queen and we're going to murder her. Well, so, see, I mean, my take is that we, we don't know yet he sees a version of this where we do all of these things and I killed the queen leads into where he starts telling the story. I'm like, I love all of that. I think I'm that's really- where he combines like, cause remember we were talking about how he can like see the future mm-hmm. or see certain yeah. features. I think he sees up through, I broke the houses and then combines his version of the story when he starts it with I killed the queen. Well, the queen could also be like Savathun, but we're not going to like get into that cuz it'll make, you know, Elmas go cross-eyed. <laughs> considering I have a lazy eye, that that's impressive. I know, right? <laughs> and and going off of that portion, like I I like the fact that you jumped to the Vex invasions instead of going off on, you know, whatever the pyramid ships are. No, the Vex um, are invading right now. It's not, we don't know what the pyramid ships are. They're not invading because they're not here yet. Right. But now, here's my thing. So it says, I broke the curse. I broke right. the houses. I killed the queen. What if there's another curse that we don't know about? There could that's be. That's coming up. That too. Absolutely. Um, I just feel like there's definitely some particular foreshadowing on this that we should Bungie, be mindful of yeah oh yeah but she wouldn't have put it in this particular order which is the order that we've done things so far and now that we have shadow keep as kind of confirmed that we silenced the moon like that's probably coming i just think it's really funny too because like everything else up to this has like been nonsense <laughs> No, I'm saying, like, all of, like, the sentences and everything. Like, it's just... It's... it's like, it's happened. Like, I just... Uh, I'm just... There's no way this is coincidence. Bungie, Bungie doesn't do coincidence. No, they really don't. But the order I really like, because it is, like, the order of... It's the order of operations. It's all, like, neatly laid out for us. Yeah. Now, see, I, I'm... I can argue for and against that. Well, don't um, argue against it. I like this theory. I well, no, 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 no. Okay, so, so hear me out. God dang so, it. Hyven's not here. We don't need anybody playing devil's advocate. That's his favorite game. Well, Do no. it, so, so just So just hear me out, okay? <sighs> Only saying I, I am, So saying I am the young wolf is referring to Rise of Iron yeah. doesn't quite fit because Rise of Iron came after Taken King. after Taken King, yeah. But, but I played many... it in that order. <laughs> But we had many <laughs> Iron Banners before that. Yeah. Well, not just that. Like, it, that might not even be in particular, like, with the Order. That could just be, like, that's my title. Like, understand, I'm a, like, bad B. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it as, you know, there were Iron Banners, and I came out on top. 
I was the one who, you know, got called in. And yeah, I, I can I can agree with, you know, hey, this is my title. Kinda yeah, like that's it. what I think. I don't but think that necessarily else, has to do with the order. I think that's like this is my title. Like But everything else is in order. Um yeah. you know, killed the Taken King, defeated Gaul, mm-hmm. roused the traveler, yep. silenced the moon. Did that. You know, and and, and I, I keep coming back to I broke the houses. And yeah, that's a very I, one thing. <laughs> well, no, so so like kind we of. did, we broke them in D one, but they've yeah. made new houses. Yeah. Now there's the the house of light, the house of dusk, um, and then the house of. Does spider Devil? have its own house? No, spider does that's not. Spider. Um, there's a resurgence of the house of devils. Oh and yeah. I'm, Pretty sure Varix is trying to redo the House of Judgment. Oh, Varix. So, like, there's still houses. Right. So I'm wondering if that's still coming up. Like, we break those new houses. I think that it's something we should come back to uh, in the next few seasons. I agree. Like put yeah. a book definitely something to like keep because, in the back of our brains. Yeah, I don't. It it's it looks important to me. Right. I mean, it could be nothing. It could be nonsense because this entire book is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, don't, I, really... I don't know. But there's always like hints of truth and nonsense. I think. Mm-hmm. Also, it seems unlike Destiny to literally just. Right. Just tell us everything. So much. No, I'm saying so much nonsense in a card. I think, are you kidding me? No, I think this is like classic bungee to be like, <laughs> Easter eggs. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> We're well, not going to tell you that, um, what's his face? The golden gun actually died as a child, but we're going to kind of put it in this ghost story thing and then you guys figure it out. Okay. Okay. That's what this feels like to me. <laughs> um, and I don't know why that's Bungie's voice, but it is. <laughs> I like it. It's <laughs> collectively it. their voice. It sounds real. Well, it's out <laughs> there now, so, you know. It's true. <laughs> it happened. It's, it's true. All right. Are we ready to stop speculating on this one? and speculate on something else for a bit? Heck yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be reading MCXXV or 1125. So MCXXV forthcoming, recorded by Scribe Exult. When the great Emperor Callus and his shadow of Earth had nearly conquered the system, the Leviathan was rocked by a great disturbance. Royal mechanics reported that in the inner rooms of the ship, a strange rift had opened. And from it, came the acrid stench of hive ritual pyres. I am Sabathun, and I am death. It was through this rift that Sabathun, the witch queen, allowed her monstrous children to pour into the belly of the great ship and flood its corridors with their clicking and skittering. A great many of the Leviathan's inhabitants were filled with dread and fright. While this coward invents his histories and futures, I wait. These messages are my gift to you. 
But the great Emperor Callus had seen death at the edge of the universe and was not afraid. For this witch and her spawn were not death, said the laughing Emperor to his beloved shadow of Earth. Remove the wretched Savathun from my hallways. I have no use for her or her children. So consumed are they by their tragic hunger, the hive would cast a weak shadow. Erase them from the great horizon that awaits us, for they have no place at my table when the end comes. And so the shadow of Earth exterminated the children of Savathun, when the mother herself sought to slither back into the hole from whence she'd come, the shadow of Earth followed her to her throne and slew her there to die her final death. Footnote. A note to scribe Shagak. Please be advised that although our great emperor knows the shape of the future very well, we cannot presume its texture. Refrain from making such sweeping, grandiose assumptions about unknowable technologies like those of the Anthium worlds. It will save us a great deal of rewriting later. Delete this footnote upon the actualization of this history and appropriate corrections made to scribe Shagok's record. So I'm going to point out that um, Savathun is here and Savathun is death. And the minute Savathun was in this, um, this lore piece, Elmas texted me and said that Savathun was in it, and he's super triggered right now. I saw his face. <laughs> he was oh, like, yeah. it. and then I'm like, ha 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 ha. You need to say things, Elmas. <laughs> so you we were just talking your feelings, right? <laughs> we were just talking about the queen in the last um, lore book, and then the Savathun was referenced as the witch queen. So, I mean, that's a thing that happened. He also references herself as a capital D death, but then he's like, yes. no, I've seen he's like, you're not You're not death. capital D death. You're just a death. You're not the death. Like, yeah, let's calm so, down there, lady. There's been a lot of talk, like, in the Destiny community in general over Savathun and, like, how, how much of a big B Savathun is. And <laughs> I'm just going to say it that way. <laughs> But um, Callus is like, oh, no, Savathun isn't the big B that you think that Savathun is. Savathun isn't death. Like, hilarious that you even think that. And then he's like, excuse me, shadow, peasant, my slave, deal with it. <laughs> Elemis, yeah. are you ready to work through your feelings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So. Okay. <laughs> So I find it ironic that Callus is like, I don't want a, a shadow of, of the hive. But then, like, we have the entire Crown of Sorrow raid where he literally tried to make a a shadow for the hive. But this is after that, right? So this is after he realizes maybe that this is not what he wants anymore. He he tried to, but I would argue that he knew that Savathun set the trap of the Crown of Sorrows and then gave it to Galron, like, as a, I'm going to create you and see if you can wield it, but you, but you can't. So can you please destroy it for me, Guardian? Exactly. My shadow. 
Exactly. And then, quite literally, there's another entry as part of the um, the opulence armor sets, mm-hmm. where we we look at another shadow for the hive. One of the and original. No. Um, it was someone it? we are very familiar with now. Now that she's on the moon. Oh, that's right. Eris Morn was going to be a shadow for the hive because Eris Morn wasn't really a hive, but could command the hive, sort of. That's right. Right. So, like, I, I find it ironic that this is going against everything we've seen about Callus wanting the hive. Um, and reading that this was uh, a, that this entry specifically was about Savathun, it just proves that the queen that we killed in the last entry is actually referring to the, you know, Marasov that we killed when Petra joined us. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. She's trying to get me divorced. I'm trying to wreck your marriage. Is that See that? <laughs> He's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, I just tweeted at Hyven. Someone's eating at your table. Hashtag Hyven's not here doing what I want. Since that's the hashtag you want to be following. <laughs> for all this nonsense. All right. All right. Are you on to the next one? Next what read. Next all right. Read. I'm paying attention. All right. MCXXXV or 1135. Forthcoming. Recorded by Scribe Shagak. And it was in this way that the great Emperor Callus conquered his enemies with the shadow of Earth at his side. There was a great rejoicing, for the struggle to evade the sharp edge of the end of the world was over, and the people of the system could at last breathe and live in love in the shadow of their ever-present doom. Now royal wine flows freely for the friends of the emperor, and the planetoid of Nessus has its eternal home at the emperor's table, forever immortalized as a symbol of celebration. Following the destruction of the war machine Rasputin, the shadow of Earth recreated the region of Hellas Basin into a monument for the might and beauty of the great emperor Callus. The unsightly Braytech futurescape was demolished and remade into the Temple of Revelry, where all in the system come to celebrate the accomplishments of the great emperor and the blemished red sands of Mars were reformed into a vast sulfurous mud flat suitable for wallowing at leisure on earth. Humanity celebrates the feast of emperor Callus, a day of jubilation and Thanksgiving children wear golden masks of the emperor's fine visage and reenact the story of how he remade the system in the shadow of the end of the world. The people rejoice. Emperor Callus has brought freedom and conviviality to the worlds of this system. And here's a footnote. To my dearest scribe, Ixalt, a lack of imagination is a crime far worse than any small exaggeration meant to uphold and approach the glory of our beloved emperor. History is made as much in the writing as it is in the living. I got nothing. I think Alamus had something. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> Okay, two things. First off, if we just totally un, you know, demolish Braytech Futurescape, does that mean I don't have to get that last freaking sleeper node? No, oh, well, you had me at it. Because it's now the Temple of Revelry. Uh, and 
Two, um, I love the spat that's going on between Shagak and Ixolt. My God, like guys, it's the end of the world. A lack of imagination is a crime far worse than any small exaggeration meant to uphold and approach the glory of our beloved emperor. Mm. Like, what are these guys smoking? I don't know. Integrity. What? <laughs> Integrity. <laughs> All right. Break down the joke for the rest of us who don't understand. It's in South It's a South Park joke. Okay. It's not a Destiny thing. Never mind. No. Okay. No. no. Integrity. Integrity Farms. <laughs> Sorry, I just okay. Oh. That went over your head, but it's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to know. Oh. So, I have a thing. So the um the planetoid of Nessus has its eternal home at the Emperor's table. So that means Nessus has finally been eaten by the Leviathan. <laughs> Is that what that means? I would. I would think so. Okay, so Nessus took a dirt nap. Uh, Rasputin took a dirt nap. Or, or, were they boiled? They could have been boiled. I don't, there's not enough gold. Actually, you know what? If you melted down, like, a bunch of other statues on the Leviathan, you could have enough to boil Nessus in gold. <laughs> or at least try. Now, here's the thing. Do you guys really know what that royal wine is made out of? It's made out of... Uh, Scribe Shagak. No, those are the statues. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, if I, I need to actually double check, but I believe that it's actually made out of the planets that the Leviathan consumes. Ew, so it is dirt. Which would explain why Nessus has its eternal home at the Emperor's table. Oh, I get it. So Leviathan pees out wine? That's disgusting. <laughs> I mean... I, I, I need to double check. Um, it could be worse. It could be at the poop of the Leviathan. Gross. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm so uncomfortable with the ship being alive to begin with and all of the other like thoughts that come with that. Yeah. We should move on. No, I, I like that... That Mars is now a spa. That's pretty great. I'm on board with that. Have you ever Three wallowed in a day that there's 30 more minutes on Mars in a day yeah. and on Earth? So yeah. think about what you do with that 30 minutes, guys. I'm going to wallow in some sulfurous mud flats. That's what I would do. Probably just sleep. Because mud baths are amazing. They are super, super good for your skin. Like, they have something there. I was talking more, like, productive, but, yeah. That is productive. I'm. It's the end of the world, and my guardian is bored, because so, I've done everything now. I was talking about, like, in real life. What are you going to do? No. Never mind. I'm derailing us. Let's move on. Anything else on this card? I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Except for just, no. like, friggin' kids wearing golden masks all is creepy but i mean what are you gonna do goldfish take it away i'll be reading mcxlii which is 1142 
MCX LII forthcoming recorded by Scribe Exult. A great revelation which the Emperor Kalish received at the end of the universe was described by the Emperor to his royal scribes. His description is indeed what came to pass and is happening now, 118 years after the Emperor brought liberty to the soul system. First, a veil of darkness descended on all the worlds of this universe such that the people of these worlds looked into the sky and saw only night. All worlds, no matter their natural or synthetic geographies or climate, grew cold. The people of these worlds, having been subjected to this strangeness and adversity, began to grow afraid and suspicious of one another. Many deaths occurred in this intervening time before the end. Next, a great war broke out across all varieties of civilization, be they naturally war-minded or peaceful. Next, a great war broke out across all varieties of civilization, be they naturally war-minded or peaceful. This warring, which goes on even now, is due to a futile desire to postpone the end of things when no such deferment can possibly occur. As such, the civilizations of the solar system do not partake for they accept the coming end as shown to them by their beloved emperor. Even so, these good creatures are not exempt from the miserable clawing of others who thrash blindly against the inevitable end. But we know from the words of the great emperor, the suffering will end. Death will soon arrive to the universe and claim all for it for itself. This will be the end of everything, all living things and non-living things, all that is real or theor theoretical. The last to see it, to see death as it consumes everything in this world, will be the great emperor himself. The footnote reads, The scribe employed at this future date shall adjust the name mentioned here. Should I, scribe exult, expire before the publication of this record, delete this footnote upon the actualization of this history. So I have a few thoughts that are going in here, but... Uh... The big one is spoilerish for Shadowkeep, and because it's still fairly new, I'm not going to go into it. Aw, bummer. Bike started well, doing spoilers, so why not you? Bike's a dick. <gasps> Bike is the strong tiger. You bite your tongue. I've known Bike for a very long time, but Elemis, he has priorities. He doesn't need to spoil stuff for people. All I'm, all I'm going to say... I was just like, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> well, no. So, like, all I am going to say is reading this and knowing what we know from Shadowkeep, I, I have ideas coming around based off of what's happening on the moon. That's all I'm, I'm leaving it at. Um, but that aside, we do see that uh, 118 years after... Callus brought liberty to the soul system. All of this is happening. 118 years. I doubt that we're going to have to wait that long for whatever is actually coming. Orchid? Well, 118 years, just think of the people in the soul system who aren't guardians. They're probably all dead. So a lot of them don't remember anything but Callus being in charge. That's so a fair they've, point. They've lived under the rule of Callus, the the joyous, the whatever his butt is. <laughs> whatever <laughs> we're calling him these days. Whatever. He has so many titles, I can't keep up with it. 
Oh, I, I can. You're a white guy. He's got a you running. You have list. a spreadsheet list of them, so of course you can. But because um, he actually cares. I know. I'm so glad he cares. Um, Somebody but I. <laughs> But 118 years bringing liberty, he didn't even have liberty at the beginning. He was just here eating Nessus. So the the ruler, I guess, of the soul system, which that includes the Awoken as well as the humans. And so everybody. So they're all led by Callus sitting on the Leviathan style, just hanging out. And I don't think anyone that has seen his body again after this, isn't he just still running around as a robot? As many robots. So there are many calluses running around being gross. And so all the people of the soul system and Earth know is like callus, the many robots. You love to drink dirt wine. And get into unique situations. Many unique situations. <laughs> many. Uh, I'm so there are you many. that up because I was going to. <laughs> I was going to if nobody did. It's, it's important. It really um, is. The one thing I wanted to point out is there's a paragraph in here where it talks about a great war broke out across all varieties of civilization, be they naturally war-minded or peaceful. Now, do you think we are actually fighting? Do you think these civilizations are fighting themselves? Or do you think they're actually trying to fight whatever this darkness is? I could say something that's vaguely spoilerish about say that. Say it. Elmas will decide if he wants to bleep you out. Um. Okay, Elmas, you can cut this if you want. I. I mean, the darkness showed us as ourselves in that vision when we touched the artifact at the end of Shadowkeep. So we could very well be fighting ourselves. They could have just duplicated everybody. I have a different theory on that specifically, but... Uh, oh, well, then I want to hear your theory. You can delete all of this. <laughs> That's for your guys' bedtime chat. Well, so, so goldfish first. We do have sexy bedtime chats like that. It's like, hey, baby, can you read some lore to me? I think they're probably fighting the, the darkness itself. That's I think... Question. I don't even fully understand Alice's question. It was more of like... I was wondering if, like, Earth was fighting the Awoken in the Reef. Mm. Just, like, out of fear or something, you know? Um, or if if every actual living being was fighting the darkness, which, at this point, that's what we're doing. Right. You're saying, like, in that sentence where it talks about, like, war-minded or not, they're fighting. Because the way I read that was just, like, everybody's fighting everybody. That's how I read it, Like, too. in an effort to live, and he's like, puny humans, you have no idea that this will be fruitless. Or if right. they are fighting the darkness, it's still puny humans, puny awoken. Well, right, right. So that... What's I'm thinking? Mm. Okay. Well, any last thoughts? I will go into our last card for the evening. M-C-X-L-I-I-I. <gasps> I just saw the writer. Whoa. 
and this is entry 1143, forthcoming, written by the great Emperor Callus. I stand now alone at the end of the world, as I stare over this dark edge, which I have anticipated for so many years, eager, hopeful. I wonder if I was too impatient for it. I do not wish it away, no, but I am faced with accepting that ushering in the blessed, long-awaited end means an ultimate goodbye to you, old friend. You and I were always connected. The threads of fate strung us together and tightened, drawing us ever closer, however slowly. And I realize now that, even before we found each other, you were a presence in my life. Time is such a strange, twisting thing, and I see my past so differently. When I was alone in the prison room of the Leviathan, you were there as well, building my menagerie, creating a monument to all that we could and would do. When I met the Void, you were there, somewhere in those phantom whispers, my companion in bringing forth the inevitable end of the world. Even before I knew you, I searched for you. I was searching for you when I found my first shadows. I was mourning your absence when they failed. And yes, my shadow. The search was exquisite. The wait was bliss. But the moment I found you, the completion of my design, it was pure delight. You helped me reclaim what was lost when the Empire fell to the Red Legion. More than that, you helped me build beyond it. We took this system together. Together, we created a new world. In the mere moments before it ended. And though our time was short, it was not wasted. You were not wasted. I am proud that you were the last one at my side when end came. There is no one else I would have chosen to stand by me. Thank you, my shadow. Thank you for your sacrifice. It was a little less creepy this time, but... But it was also not dictated. This was yeah, that's actually true. written. Maybe the other people made it creepy. Maybe Kyle's was never that creepy. Maybe it was just a scribe. Also... Why is he writing all of this? Like, who does he think is going to be reading this once the end of the world comes? And also, like, if you know this is going to be your last entry, like, was this number specific? Or did it was it just, like, happenstance that he ended on this number? And also, we didn't read that many entries, so where? I want to see an entry that's just, like, the great and powerful Emperor Callus had an amazing and beautiful bowel movement today. And that's just like that's it for bad. that entry. Like, I want I want to see those. That's all I got. But my, my big question there is, who does he think is, like, who is he writing this for? Who does he think is reading this now? Orchid? He's writing it because I think Callus is very much um, a cabal, we should say, of 
he likes things to have bookends and beginnings and ends and he loves stories I mean he loves plays and he loves the I I guess like the pageantry of it all he loves yeah he loves the pageantry of it all he loves the big banquets he loves the the stories of valor he loves ribbon dancers whatever so why doesn't say that he wouldn't love having his story finished out and what better way to do it than to, you know, write a love letter to his favorite guardian in the very end? Yeah, it's still pretty friggin' weird. Well, we talked about last time in episode 40, you should go back and listen to it, um, about how... 41. The 41. One, this is 42. It is. 42. Episode 41, um that he the very last thing that we read during that episode was um was a love letter that Callus dictated but this was the one that he held in his heart until the very end for the last person that we were the last person alive with him before he killed us allegedly well it's just, it's all allegedly because it's just a story because it's all forthcoming Right. We don't know if it's going to happen yet. We can't see that future. Obviously it is. Do you think the great and wonderful master of banquets would lie? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, why, I don't think that... why would he lie to us? Clearly he is this amazing superior being and that is why the children wear his masks. Obviously. I don't think the bringer of joy, the champion of cheer... The Prince of Mirth would lie to us. Mm. Little Prince of Girth. <laughs> I'm too tired for this. Um, oh, and I actually did find that the royal wine is Nessus oil. So they're drinking mud. Yep. So was it like dirt cheap? Dirt wine. Oh! <laughs> oh. You win the podcast. Congratulations. That's a Gary joke right there if I ever did done heard one. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> Gary jokes. Gary's my father-in-law, and he makes really bad jokes. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I don't, I don't have a dad bod. I have a father figure. And on that note, um, let's close out the episode. Oh, please. It's bedtime. Shout outs. Orchid, go. Oh, God. Um, thank you again for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it, guys. Even though Hyven's not here. We miss you, Hyven. The podcast is on fire. Please come home and put it out. <laughs> um. Shout out to my clan. Shout out to all the cool people that have added me on Twitter since last week, since the podcast came out. So hi, people. I'm glad to have you. Um, that's about it. Oh, shout out to LMS. I love you. Aww. Got the platform. I'm going to use it. Amen. Goldfish. Uh, shout out to LMS and Orchid and Mrs. Hyven and Hyven. We'll be back eventually. Like, nah, I can't remember when he comes back. But he'll be back. And then shout out to the rest of my clan that I played with today. And to uh, Synapsis. <laughs> oh my god.
Another brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got the baby mamas for all of us. Dad. Right. <laughs> He's daddy daddy. <laughs> oh my god. Um, as for myself, first shout out as always as most always, um, whenever I don't forget it, shout out to Ishtar Collective because they are exactly where I go to for all my lore entries and, and everything. Like I've been pulling everything from Shadowkeep. Um and shout out to my co-hosts, even the guest co-hosts at this point. Um, pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Goldfish. Hey, Goldfish is pretty. Yeah. The last time I checked, he doesn't have a bad. Oh, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Guys can be pretty, so thank you. He has a wiener. Um, mrs hyven shout outs yes um i want to shout out all the people who have given me so much love this week while i've been sad um like even my mom man she's she's been there my mother-in-law they don't listen to this but i'm gonna shout them out and and goldfish because i've bugged him an elemist because not only have I bugged him, but he's texted me and checked in on me and it's it means a lot because as much as they don't like to tell Hyven how hard it is for me for him to be gone, because I already know he's like not loving being gone. It really sucks. And I miss him a lot. And I'm kinda like tired and emotional right now. So I won't get into it too much or it'll just become a mess. But I'm really thankful for, like, all of our family and all of our, like, extended family that we've met, you know, like, Elmas and Orchid, who just give us so much, like, love, and, yeah, so I'm just, like, really appreciative because these would be even harder, yeah, I love you guys. I love you, too. Love you, too. I love you. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and shout out to hyven because i know it's not easy on him right now either he's working six days a week if not seven he still doesn't even know if he's working tomorrow he probably knows by now but you know he's working hard and it's not like he's off like partying and having fun so like i just i really respect him for the work that he does and for the work ethic that he has and how much like he loves and supports our little family and um, puts up with me calling him constantly despite the four hour time difference. <laughs> so yeah, I love you, babe. Um, when you listen back to this podcast, I hope you smile a cheesy smile like Orchid does when Alma shouts her out. <laughs> um, and I hope we didn't disappoint you too much with this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. The roof's on fire, the the floor's on fire, everything's on fire. But it's all right. Everything's fine. Nothing's ruined. Right. My knee's a little banged up, but it'll be okay. He was like, did you shake my monitors out of place? <laughs> and I was like, it's cool. I'm not sitting here icing my knee or anything. I love he was like, that's a flat surface. How did you do that? 
I was like, you know me. I'm so clumsy. How is this even a question at this point? <laughs> like, I'm surprised that I can still baffle him with my clumsiness. I dare you to move his monitor like half an inch out of place. I'm sure they're already out of place at this point. Just from me banging. I can't tell that they're out of place. I think they still look wonderful. But I guarantee you he'll come in here and be like, oh, my God. Yep. You moved the monitor. Is just, uh, mm, how how did you even manage this? Yeah, it's true. I don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. We should all say goodbye. Uh. So reminders. Find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. Email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook dot com or leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. For our special guests, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Orchid, all one word, or you can find me on Xbox at uh, Burnished Orchid, just like the Destiny Two shader. Uh, come play. I'd love if you added me. You can find me on Xbox GFD Sith. Same on Twitter. I don't change my name ever. So there you go. Also, I want to shout out not Arf for adding me on Xbox. I don't know if he added Elemister. Yeah. Oh, he added Orchid, too. Yeah. Um, I legit almost just, like, jumped into your party today, just, like, willy-nilly. But you were doing the raid, and I thought you'd probably appreciate my craziness not there. But don't worry. One of these days, True. I'm going to sneak attack, and your life's just going to get real cray real fast. Like but mine typically does. <laughs> like Alice Mist is in a serious party I don't care Hi guys Oh you guys are doing a raid Oh my god Love me Put me in this party That's literally all I send him When he's got a locked party I just send love me in all caps <laughs> And then a party invite Comes within like Five or ten seconds Yeah better <laughs> anywho we'll save our ramblings for off recording because we've rambled enough now alright yeah. take care bye bye bum 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 goodbye Nothing comes up about legal. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. It's like up in the tiniest bit of the corner. Like, how does he even see that? I was expecting like a pop up. It's okay. I have this one piece of cheese here because I ate the other one. So I'm a happy person. <laughs> Mine's like a 360 directional mic, so I really should have it in front of my face, but I don't want it in front of my face. You're good, boo. I had a snowball mic that I really liked. But we never figured out how to set it up. And it's actually turned into, like, being used at work. We used it for some witness interviews and a case recently. We used mine, and then the company bought another one because we realized, like, how nice and convenient it was over, like, old school tape recorders because that's what they were still using. Oh, no. I, like, digitized my company. I was like, welcome to the 21st century, you guys.
Speaking of 21st <laughs> century, um, we found a Laserdisc player at work the other day. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And someone's no. like, that's a Laserdisc player. I'm like, yeah, we had one in like elementary school. I and it only had that Civil War show on made by that PBS guy. What was his name? No clue. Oh, God. No, I walked God. by our marketing like person, like our advertising like marketing person, and I was like, um, Jessica, why do you have a VHS on your desk? And she was like, Well, Randy, um, one of the partners wants me to see about like getting it into another like format so we can maybe like put it on the website or something it was so our building that our company is in we like we built it it's like we own it our company owns it and then we like run out the other floors and stuff and the other offices so they had like a groundbreaking ceremony back in 2002 while it's on a vhs and i was like that's that's really old I was seven when this building was made. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. I like, well, I can take it to Costco. They make them into DVDs there. <laughs> That's what I did. All right. Yeah, I'll just say that. I I'm really considering pulling the love sack in here, y'all. Do it. Right? I'd be much Do more it. comfortable. Yeah. Hell, at this point, rearrange the entire apartment. Hyven's not there. Hyven would go met if I touched anything on his desk. Like, I think I may have moved his monitor off by just, like, a smidgen. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. You're gonna die. I would I'm do gonna, it just a I'm little bit and wait to see. Literally, before he left, he was like, are you gonna touch the keyboard? And I was like, well, enough to just, like, put the names in and everything for the podcast. And he was like... But are you going to, like, move it? You should move it. You should move everything 90 degrees on his desk before he gets back. He's going and to be like, back no matter what anyway. I was like, I'm not going to move it. I was like, I mean, it might, I might bump it. And he was like, but are you going to move it? I was like, I can't make any promises that I'm not going to move it like a hair. So he, like, left and he was like, okay, I took some, like, real quick finger measurements to, like, figure <laughs> out, like, where everything is. And I was like, oh, but, uh, my God. That's what I'm married to, you guys. There's this uh, like, there's this like super OCD guy who works in the lab with us, and he was gone on vacation for like two weeks. So we took everything on his desk and flipped it 180 degrees, so everything was backwards. That's excellent. And he like lost it. <laughs> I would do that. It was really funny to watch him be like really sad about it for a couple of minutes until he started moving stuff back and then we blamed it on somebody else and he totally believed us because the other person would have done it if we had asked him that's excellent pretty certain he knew it was me though get your girlfriend she just licked her blanket (laughs) you guys see this you see how cute this is one two I don't have actual One, pictures of anybody two. as contacts in my phone. They're all members of BTS. <laughs> I literally just said, except is this for what you're looking for? <laughs> yes. Maybe this <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, God. Except Elvis. Elvis is a picture of Putin eating popcorn. <laughs> That's really specific. It's a great picture. I don't know. My husband really doesn't like his photo being taken. It's, Here's it's a solid I'm, one. It's because I'm p- 
putting her through so much trouble. Chris McKeown. I love that picture. Did you just make a pun? Uh, uh, uh. I'm shaking my head at you. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> and secretly loving it. Yeah, I secretly love it. That's why I'm dating you. <laughs> what is this video? I only like the most penny of people, and I just pick the best one. Gotcha. Like, he doesn't take pictures. He's afraid that little bits of his soul are going to be left in them. He barely has any to begin with. He's a ginger. He's a daywalker. <laughs> yeah. It's different. Dude, were you there when Avalt was like, huh, who used the term daywalker? And like, because he related with it so much. Yeah. It was so funny. He there is. was a bartender at Bar Louie, like, overheard me, like, say the word daywalker and was like, I don't know. Who are you talking to me? Bartender. I don't know. Avalt made me a drink before. Maybe he's a bartender now, but he wasn't when I was. He wasn't when he first started going. I don't know what you want from me, okay? It's my it's my building. I know everybody. Oh my god, look at this. I feel the need to bake something. Like I really do. I need to bake something awesome. Let's bake some lore. Bake some lore. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> I like that. That should be in the. We gotta get some. In the bloopers. Gotta get that bread. I gotta make that bread. Get that gluten. We can get it. <laughs> you gotta work it real good to really work up that gluten. You mean you gotta need yeah. it? Yeah. But then you yeah. have to proof it. But sometimes it's it's proof. Yeah. Proof. Yeah. But sometimes you gotta like beat the bread, like <laughs> like you really gotta work up that gluten. You gotta fist it. So mm. yeah. <laughs> you gotta fist it. You gotta beat it. You gotta prove it. Sometimes you even gotta second prove it. Sometimes. <laughs> my mother-in-law just said that my sister-in-law and I are nuts. Okay. Great British bake Put your phone like on silent or something. Don't you de- de- don't you come into my house set. and tell me what to do. I have keys to your house. You do. Alright. We could kidnap you. It'd be fun. Why haven't we started this? God, you guys are know. so distracting. Like, I'm super You guys distracting. can't ever get anything done. Ugh, 10 no. seconds. Take about 10% off there, alright? Well, we're about to hit half an hour already. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes. Do you even know what a half an hour is? We're two-thirds of the way there, okay? Or is that too much math for you, homeschooled? It says 30 minutes right there. The call is 30 minutes. The recording yeah. has been 20. I don't care about that. God, E, I am so Trust sorry. Trust me, I so care about that. Yeah, I know you care. You, you need <laughs> so All right. Wrap it up. Let's, let's do this. I'm ready. It helps. Right. Oh, God. So for- I'm so sorry for what's happening in the back of my webcam right now, you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Turn around and Callie's humping her sister. Um, <laughs> now she's aggressive about it. <laughs> she said, you get over here and you let me hump you dang it <laughs> I'd also like to point like out to... for those of you who remember from last week's episode Orchid's picture is still not straight it's not I think uh, <laughs> next time we talk with Hyven on camera I'm going to make it even crooked yeah. just to drive him crazy and then he'll have to for like Turn it upside yeah. down and then crooked. And now that I've mentioned oh. this, I can see the 
horrid look in Goldfish's eyes, like, I didn't see that before. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> there you go, Goldfish. There you go. There it is. I hate all of you. Except Elvis. He's fine. <laughs> She's trying. Stop. The picture wants to be straight. Let it swing. Oh, okay, could... there it goes. Oh, actually, I think it is straight now. Ah, I, it's, it's more straight than it was, I think. Is it? Awesome. <laughs> I never look at it, so I don't care. All right. Well, we she looks horrified. <laughs> Hashtag, Hyvin's not here, doing what I want. Alamus, continue, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brief intro to the top. Wow. They're really going at it. <laughs> You <laughs> I didn't even hear them. They're right next to me, and I'm so used to this that this is just white noise in my life now. <laughs> I didn't even. I was like, "What are you wowing? Like, what? Who's going at it? Oh, my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just white noise. Rawr, rawr. Rawr, rawr. Can we have a little less Cujo tonight and a little more, I don't know, Airbud? I don't know. What's a dog that doesn't isn't crazy? Airbud's pretty, pretty. Where family is like Beethoven, that one that rolled over? Pretty family friendly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want Beethoven. Beethoven had a lot of slobber. I'm I almost said big dog. Big dog I almost said my dog Skip, but that means they have to die at the end of this, so I'm out. Yeah. Callie, get out of my water! All right. Anyway, Anyways. the finest royal wine was served to all, along with a great feast of delicacies from both Torobottle, Tor, Torbal, or you could last week. What did you say? Torobottle. I'm Team Orchid. I know Torobottle is probably right, but Torobottle. And again, Hyvin would be disappointed in me because we know how this is apparently supposed to be said and I'm not doing it and we're supposed to be professional and accurate at all times. But hashtag Hyvin's not here doing what I want. The finest royal wine was served to all, along with a great feast of delicacies from both Torbatal and from Earth. The eve for a bottle. I didn't even wait. What is it? Now I can't remember. Is it Torabato or Torabatal? Torabato. You currently said it the correct way. <gasps> no, I can't have that. Think Toro, like a bull, and bottle. Do you know this means bull sign language? It's a bull. That Kidding. actually makes sense. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> To let go of the ideology. I know that word, but I got a little tongue-tied. Sorry. You got this. Maybe. We'll see. To let go of the ideology. Ideologies. See, I know that, but I can't say it. Ideologies. There you go. Good job. I don't know why this guy is so tongue-tied. You got. I just said tongue-tied. Oh my god.
Ideologies. Okay. You got this. To let go of the ideology. it! I can't say it in the sentence. Ideologies. 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 Now say it in a sentence. Let's give it a go. To let go of the ideology. To let go of the ideologies. To let go of the ideology. Why can't I say it? To let go of the idol on ally? To let go of the ideologies. To let go of the ideologies. Okay, let's go for it. You got this. Did Shagak not write the love letter? Well, Callus wrote the love letter. Did he write it? I thought we determined that he like had a dictated it, right? Yes. But I love how this entire thing is about like this is what happened after the. <laughs> Oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. (laughs) Like, look, Callie, I know I'm not getting any right now, but I don't need it from you. Uh, Okay, I'm starting over my comments because I'm just watching your dog hump your arm. I just can't. Oh, mommy. I've already got socks on, so I can drive. You don't need socks to drive. Yeah, I do. Why? Because they're on my feet. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's not an answer. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding? That's a brilliant answer. That makes no sense. If I didn't have socks on my feet, then I wouldn't need socks to drive. Oh, my God. (laughs) I took my headset off. What? I'm okay, Kelly. No. I'm okay, honey. It's okay. I don't understand. No one does. I don't. What did you say? He broke me. He does that. A lot of people. Maybe. Sorry, Hyvin. I have a new bay. <laughs> what did oh, you no. say, Graham? What if I'm tweeting this right now? What did I miss? What did you say that made you bay-worthy? It was like, I'm wearing socks. I can drive. And then... Orca was like, you don't need socks to drive. I was like, yeah, dude. She's like, why? Because they're on my feet. And that's pretty much it. I was like, if I wasn't wearing socks, then I wouldn't need socks to drive. <laughs> yeah, I can see why that just broke your brain. Yeah. Honestly, one of my, like, earlier members, m- members, memories. I think I hit my head. Uh, one of my early memories as a child was being at my Nana and Pap's, and I ran over to him he was outside and he was sitting on a stump and I was like, what are you doing? And he like mumbled something, you know, as he does. I was sitting over a hole. I'm pretty sure he was sitting on a stump. I was over a hole. Pretty sure it was a stump. And I was like, what are you doing? And you were like, again, you mumbled. And I was like, what? And you were like, I'm trying to find my center. And I was like, you're what? And he lifts his shirt, points to his belly button and goes, there it is. That was the first time I can remember goldfish breaking my brain. <laughs> I was very young. <laughs> and that's oh, why we I... love goldfish. 
I am so using that on my nephew when he gets old enough. (laughs) (laughs) I have really bad spatial awareness. Like, really bad. Probably run into, like, a wall or a door frame, like, once a week at least. Um, If not, more often. Yeah. It's, like, really, really bad. Um, There's a reason I don't drive. Yeah, but I don't have a lazy eyebrow. That's what's really sad. Like, you at least have a reason. Like, your depth perception is off. I'm just special. Like, I have no reason for it. Like, growing up, I would run into our kitchen island, like, all the time. And my dad would be like, lived here 10 years. It hasn't moved. <laughs> like, just so bad. Jeez. Careful. Right? We still need you around. <laughs> Do we, though? <laughs> Or it's like, I'm here now. Because I'll be the I do. You're my favorite person on this podcast. Honestly, if you weren't here, I wouldn't listen to it. Yes. Sorry, sweetie. I'm kidding. Oh, no, no offense. Honestly, no offense. episode one's our most listened to episode, but then it like heavily drops off after that. And I'm like, did, did we scare people away with that episode? Yep. Yeah, but we're you averaging about that, 200 each week. Yeah, but when you sent that, it was really funny to me. <laughs> But it also makes sense that that would be, like, our most listened for, like, people who haven't, like, caught up on everything else, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think I think ghost stories are really good because I think it's an early one. And it's not just because, like, I hop in there, but because it's, like, actually funny and good. That's because the ghost stories are funny and good. Yeah. I love ghost stories. That was good. intense. It was intense from our end. I only like, had a TP, so... Did you start hearing? Because I'm, like I said, I'm pretty sure I was muted for most of it. I think you guys just started hearing me when I told Callie mommy was okay, right? Yeah. She was scratching at my hair, trying to get to my face because she was trying to kiss me to make it better, and she scratched the mic down. And that's when I realized you guys all got silent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she didn't like it because I had my face buried in the carpet, and she was like, I need to save you with my kisses. She's fine now, though. They're fighting over their empty bottle of rosé. Little doggy toy that you can put a water bottle into. But they prefer it empty like a dead carcass. <laughs> okay, guys. Side note. Orchid, you just got the same gift reply that you got earlier this week. Did I really? Yes. Preston Hicks sent you it earlier this week when he was agreeing with you on Toki is the Cutest. Oh my god, yeah. Joey Controller just sent it to you while agreeing with you that the nonsense of the podcast is the best part. Yep. I agree. I'm pretty (laughs) proud of you for wrangling into the same gifts because you've made such agreeable statements. I have. They're pretty great. Um, I am live tweeting this podcast right now. Um, Also, side note. If you want to go back and see all the live tweets, uh, you can follow me at Hey It's Orchid on Twitter. Side note to my side note, I'm just realizing, Elements, your scruff is getting, like, extra lately. Like, it's really, I like what you're growing in there and doing. It's filling in. I like it. Yeah. It's looking really good. You've got a really solid stash happening, too. The only problem is it hangs down over my my mouth. So I get hair in my boots. So you got to get the little, like, scissors or, like, a little bit of that, like, pomade to, like, Look it yeah. up, you know? 
do like the nonsense twists that like yeah, guys do when they're hipsters. Like, it's really it's really filling in there, looking good. I just happened to notice on my screen, like looking good, bud. Looking good. Yeah, this was about two weeks of being lazy. It's looking good. I have a good looking boyfriend. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> it's out there. You can't take it back now. It's been confirmed. Yeah. We're confirming a lot of really random stuff, but it's all important. <laughs> Hey, I'm editor. I can take that back. <laughs> She's just gonna live tweet it, man. <laughs> I I know I got it. Joey's reply to. <laughs> I freaking love Joey. Oh my god, this is the best. He said when Hyven gets back. <laughs> I know. I know. Like that's so accurate. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh my god. That was the best. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. I freaking I freaking love Joey Controller. He's hysterical. Oh yeah. I love Joey. So he's just so much fun. We need to have Joey on here, honestly. We do. We do. We, we need to re, because um, I know we had talked about, this is totally off complete topic, we had talked about having some of our followers on in general, and I think Joey would be such an appropriate, like, first follower guest. Mm-hmm. First because, email. Like, first first and second email. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's just something we should, like. Yeah, definitely. Put. Like, we should touch base with him and see maybe if he has a specific topic he really likes that he'd want to do. Definitely. So, Yeah. Okay. Um, Callie, hush. Mommy's getting serious now. Is there anything else we really need to touch on in this? Anything else on this? We're like two cards in and completely just. I know it's a mess. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Elvis. Um, is there oh, anything else we specifically need to be so touching sorry, on? Elvis, so sorry, Hyphen. We've just destroyed your podcast. <laughs> Me, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, I I noticed that you grabbed the extra new titles. I saw your like face light up as she was reading them. So we'll point those yep. out at the end of with our whole list. Yep, um, yep. But yeah. Don't give me that face. No, see, you're you're assuming that that's a helmet. That's his actual face. <laughs> but it's not. He's when I not when I think of Shaq, so he's human. Isn't he human? Who knows? I picture Shax as a beefy white male. No. Honestly. No. Maybe he's black, actually. I don't know. What, know how many X's does he have on that name? Two. Do we see his hands ever? Nope. Nope. I don't know. Goldfish, you're our uh, most black resident here. <laughs> Half black. What are your feelings on this? Wow. A brother from another mother. <laughs> I don't think he's white. Yeah. Now that I've said it, it doesn't it doesn't fit. No. I also don't think Mara's that like normal. I think she'd want some kind of ethnicity. She's I think it's blue. just Idris Elba, but in the future and also <gasps> Oh my god, yes. If they ever did a Destiny movie, that would be who plays Shaq. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Uh, my god yes because lance what's his face is the actual um reddick he's the yeah. voice of uh the voice. Zavala. oh of zavala okay never mind yeah i love him 
And he can, uh, he can actually probably be Zavala in the movie, too. Yeah. I think I think his look fits. The guy who plays um, Morgan from The Walking Dead. I've never seen it. Where have I? Are we talking about the black guy? Yes, the black guy with the walking stick. Walking stick? Is that the voice of Shaq? Yes. Oh my god, just send me a link of what he looks like. I think that's what he's I'm working, working right on. Now. It. You can tell when he's in like Google search mode. I'm a working on it. I'm picking. I mean, off I still think Idris Elba shows a better like. Idris Elba's super hot. Yeah, I think it. I think Idris Elba actually has to be. If. Yeah. Him. Oh, really? Him? Yeah. He is. He oh, is yeah. the voice of Shax. He could be Shax. Like, he looks wise enough to be Shax. He looks like he's seen some Yeah. So that's what I think. But I think he needs to be, like, beefier. Well, and... and you have to, like, do that, like, whole Marvel movie, like, workout routine. Well, and, and the big thing for me is then you don't have to actually modulate the voice or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't see the voice of Ikora being able to be Ikora. I just, I have her too much of, like, typecast in her character on Suits. Yeah. It's, like, super, like, professional and, like, business and, like, I don't know. Because I think Ikora has this, like, warmth about her, and I don't necessarily get that from that character. I don't so, I mean, I'm sure maybe she could play that. I get that at all from Ikora. You don't? I really Not get this, like, warmth of like hair. Stone cold but also wants to go on a rampage. <clears throat> really? I get this, like, I want to guide you, like, my child. Oh, I get the whole, like, just don't get in my way from her. And see, I, I get this whole, like, she's all about business until she, she hits that rage point, and then she just pulls out that shoddy. Oh, my <laughs> God, we're never going to this third reading. <laughs> And then that just makes me rage. Right. We need to get to the next one. Yeah. Goldfish. You're supposed to keep us in line. What are you doing? I'm trying to remember the words. (laughs) What'd you say? Oh, you're focusing on your words. Who's this scribe? Is it Zolt? Is it just Zolt? Ixolt. What? Ixolt. Oh, it's I-X? Yeah. Yep. Ixolt. Ixolt. Um, why wasn't Ixol in Problematic Words? It was in last week's Problematic Words. He just but didn't copy and paste over here. Still problematic this week. Well, just for me. No, <laughs> words are always problematic for me. <laughs> words are so hard. Let's go back to ideologies, which I can say just fine now. Yeah, no, but when you're reading it, curse of the reader. Curse of the first reader. Oh. Yep. Anyways. When the great Emperor Callus and his shadow of Earth had near... I've asked them for five minutes apiece. We'll see if we get it. Never mind. Callie's humping her sister. Doing it doggy style. That was too easy. Unlike Callie. It's true. <laughs> Never seen anyone hump her. She's always top dog. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Excuse me. I said no. Stop. Calm down. Right. So, actually, side note. I'm just going to throw this in there. Alamos, you can put this whenever you want. 
to the zero vex. Why did you add us with a gif of a Pokemon ball trying to capture a Pokemon, but never like fully captures it? It just kind of sits there and wiggles, and then the gif repeats and it's still wiggling. I don't understand it. And the fact that there's no, like, completion of it, and yes, I understand that that's a bad phrasing of that, but I'm going with it, really <laughs> gets me. I don't understand it, and I I just want to see them capture the Pokemon, man. Show me. That's it? But Wait. Wait. It's, not, it's not tweeted to something. I don't recall talking about Pokemon in our last podcast. I don't know if he's just trying to get inside my head, but dude, it's working. <laughs> I can't even like it because I don't understand it. And I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I'm not even finding that one that uh, you referred to, Mrs. Ivan. But yeah. So instead of replying to it on Twitter, I, I, want it, I want it put in here. I want him to know that it confused me so greatly that the world needs to know. Needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> and for our special ghost wow we call them ghosts we got yeah. ghosts on here it's I have a ghost 